What's happening, everybody? In today's episode of First Cup, we're going to talk about the Olympics, Simone Biles, mental health, and what we can bring from martial arts to that conversation. Stick around. We'll get started in just a minute. Right now, I'm going to sit and pet this cat that you can't see, so you think I'm crazy. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Thursday. It's July 29th, 2021. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Came out okay. It did. Well, what did we say about yesterday? How did I do it go? Our day, our day has been tough. Um, I we're we're in the final. I don't know what with this one here. It's not going to be long. No, this morning she couldn't hop up on the couch. She probably could have. But she was too tentative with it, and she jumped, and it didn't land, and didn't get there, and she looked pretty sad about it. So I picked her up. I haven't had to do that before. So if you know this furball, you're lucky. Other than that, um, did a bunch of other work. Got the first forward back for the flexibility book and program, and it's it's pretty glowing. So I got a few more of those that I gotta I gotta reach out to people, get incorporated. Uh, oh, I've sent it out to one other person. They're really busy right now, so I may or may not get it back. I'd like to get three. I'd like to get three people from very different uh, different disciplines. This one's a doctor, a chiropractor, uh, as well as a teacher. Uh, professor of, what does she teach? Anatomy and Physiology. So it's a pretty ringing endorsement. I also mailed it out to, uh, or emailed it to an occupational therapist, and there's a personal trainer who's already said that he would do one. So we'll do that and see where it takes us. The other big thing I've been working on, uh, I, I had this talked about this, I think, earlier in the week, had this epiphany over the weekend of a different way to approach all of our marketing efforts. And it's a pretty big restructuring. And I've been chipping away at that. What do I have to do here? What do I have to do here? And really, not only is it going to be more cohesive and hopefully lead to better stuff, because let's face it, most of the marketing that we do is content. We do this show. We do martial arts radio. We do social media. We have newsletters. We have blogs. We have Marshall Journal. We have all these things. Hopefully, it leads to not only better stuff, but also better results. I'm trying to trying to do both. Oh, she's wheezing. Come here. It's okay. Um, she got some acupuncture yesterday, and and for a couple hours afterwards, was was kind of perky. Now I think she's she's kind of out of it. It's not really aware. But that restructuring has been, it's a lot. It's, it's, there's a lot that I'm thinking about. 
And it's good to think about it. You know, one of the things that we get that happens with us, whether we're talking about training, whether we're talking about our job, our family, we get on this conveyor belt. We get trapped in what we do, what we've done. And it can become really hard to change. And that could be as dramatic as, yeah, you're going to watch me pick cat hair off my face again. Good morning, Daniel. You're so stuck sometimes. Like, oh, I know I really should get a new job, um, end this relationship, go train at a different school. These big, big things. But it's easier. It's simpler to stay. But the longer you put it off, the longer you put off the benefit. And big change, big separation from something can be scary. You know, I've, I've emailed the team and most of them know, hey, we've got some of these things that we're working on now that um, are going to change the way that you produce content. And there's a lot of unknowns at this point. But I trust this process and what I'm doing enough to know that, you know what? We're going to be more cohesive. Instead of doing what we're doing, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind, there's, there's the one that's been bugging me. We'll lay out social media posts weeks or months at a time. There, we'll have the opportunity to have themes and interrelate blogs and episodes and social media and, and all these other things. So they're connected because they probably should be. How about today? What's going on today? I have a doctor's appointment. We'll go over my blood work, see what's going on there. My annual. And uh, some client work, some more client work, some more client work. Oh, cool. So Daniel says, got to say it's much easier to catch first cup now that you're also using Facebook. I'm not a huge YouTube user. Good to know. This was something that Frank and I speculated about, but we weren't quite sure you know, what, what would happen with the numbers. And it appears to be that we're getting roughly the same number of people from YouTube we were, but some extra people on Facebook. Cool. Yesterday, I think we peaked at like 10 people live. It's kind of neat for a, a silly morning show, right? Uh, Chris says the same thing. He literally says the same. I love that feature, being able to put your comments up. So let's dig in. Frank submitted some stuff, and honestly, I wouldn't have brought this up, but Frank brought it up, so we're going to do it. That coffee's really good. You know, as much as I like the French press, which I re I ordered another one yesterday, the pour-over, the pour-over makes awesome coffee. It really does. If you've never used a pour-over... I would consider it. <laughs> this may be the best comment we've ever had on the show. My partner did ask me why I was watching a bald man in a bathrobe, though. You know, Stacy says, "Good morning, good morning, Stacy." One of the, the the comments I get when I'm when I'm around Vermont in a professional sense, and keep in mind those of you who aren't from here. Our entire state is 630,000 people. It is a very, very small state. We're the second smallest state in the U.S. by population. I go places and people say, 
do I know you? People think they know me and quite often they do because I've shown up at some networking event or I pitched whistle kick somewhere that they were, or, you know, let's face it, we've been at the same birthday party or whatever, but my, my sarcastic response is always, I don't know, maybe, you know, there are a lot of short bald guys with beards out there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The whole concept of this show is ridiculous. And that's why we did it because it's ridiculous because it's memorable because nobody else does it. We're not stealing anybody's format. I sit on the couch with a cat in a bathrobe, drink coffee and talk to you about martial arts. So let's switch gears. Let's talk about, well, first I'll, I'll read what Frank submitted and then we'll go from there. And remember, if you want to submit stuff, uh, best way under the previous day's show, whether that's YouTube or Facebook, you can drop a comment. I did check Facebook this morning before, or you can email me, Jeremy at whistlekick.com. <laughs> Daniel says, I won't bring the down the tone of the show with my usual answer to don't I know you? <laughs> I like it. All right. Olympic gymnast Simone Biles recently decided to take a step back from the Olympics. Some are hailing her decision as a positive example for athletes. So often there's an attitude of suck it up in athletics, but we shouldn't forget there is also a mental aspect to athletics as well as physical. Let's see what we can learn from this Olympic gold medalist. Now, I'm going to read, let's see. I've got something I want to say on this, but I want to set some context by reading some of these. So here's the first one. I'm not the next Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps. I'm the first Simone Biles. I can't imagine the pressure at that level being compared to other people who have done phenomenal things. As people who do not understand what it is like to be that amazing of an athlete, we do the natural thing. We compare. Well, is Simone Biles a better gymnast than Michael Phelps is a, a swimmer? Because we have more context because we watched Michael Phelps in the past and longer and we've seen what's gone on with him since. We have more context for him than we do, most of us, for Simone Biles. Usain Bolt has been a dominant sprinter for in my mind, this may be wrong, but longer than Simone Biles has been a dominant gymnast. So we look at people at the highest level and we like to compare. This is why it, it, it's the same innate reason that we compare martial arts and martial artists. Oh, well, this style is better than this style because we're trying to understand. Nuance is really difficult. Gray area and being able to exist in that gray area and understand that there are details, sometimes very fine details, that separate things. It takes energy and it can be exhausting. If you have a conversation with someone about a really nuanced subject, have a conversation with someone who's very smart and willing to have an open dialogue with you about any challenging subject. It's tiring. It's tiring to hold that space, to have that conversation, to bring that energy to the subject. And that's why so many people are just dismissive. This is better than that. 
this person's better than this person. You're stupid. You're wrong. How could you believe that? You're whatever. It's the same ideas. But as the first Simone Biles, just as you're the first you, I'm the first me, we have the opportunity to chart our own path. Unfortunately, the better you get at things, the more people expect of you. And the more people think that they have a right to weigh in on what your life is and what it should be. And that's going to be the heart of what I talk about in a, in a minute. Let's move on. So as, as you probably know, USA Gymnastics was hit with this pretty substantial lawsuit for the team, one of the doctors out at training camp uh, sexually abusing a number of women on the USA Gymnastics team. Gross. Uh, I don't swear when we make content, so that's pretty much all I can say. <laughs> Um, but she made a comment about that. Uh, after hearing the brave stories of my friends and other survivors, I know that this horrific experience does not define me. I am much more than this. I am unique, smart, talented, motivated, and passionate. I promise myself that my story will be much greater than this. And I promise all of you that I will never give up. I won't let one man and the others that enabled him to steal my love and joy. And then I'm going to tack on the, the third quote here on holding gymnastics. Gymnast, official, gymnastic officials accountable. Personally, for me, I don't think of it as an obligation. I think of it as an honor to speak for the less fortunate and for the voiceless. I also feel like it gives them power. I don't know how to respond to that. Right? Um, it really sucks. It shouldn't have happened. The people that that enabled it. See, there are a few things in the world that inspire me to violence. I'm not a violent person. I, I actually, I, I don't know that I would consider myself a pacifist, but probably. I don't like violence. I don't like being violent. But there's one thing that makes me want to be violent and that is when someone abuses their power in such a way to take advantage of someone else and not just physically we're talking about bullying we're talking about this situation here we're talking about any of any of that any of that difference in power dynamic leading to someone feeling pushed down and it's a fine line Right? There, there's, there's pecking order, there's hierarchy, we're, we're social beings. But when an adult does things they shouldn't, and other adults know about it, they don't say anything about it. That's where I have daydreams of, uh, you know, being some kind of vigilante superhero and knocking some heads together. All right, now for what I wanted to say. 
And we're going to lead off with, with this. Frank set this up beautifully, so thank you. Thank you, my friend. On pulling out of the team final, I have to put my pride aside. I have to do what's right for me and focus on my mental health and not jeopardize my health and well-being. That's why I decided to take a step back. And that's quoted from the Marie Claire website. Okay. Over the last what, 24, 48 hours, you've probably, there's a good chance if you're on social media, you've seen people talking about this. Most of what I've seen has been positive and supportive, but it is, it is clear that there are those who are not positive and supportive. And to those people, I would like to ask under what psychosis or narcotic induced delusion are they in that they think they have a right to weigh in, in any kind of objective and uh, valid way on how someone else should live their lives. You can have an opinion, but your opinion should be constrained to if I were in that situation. To say that someone else is making the wrong choice is an incredibly arrogant thing to say because it suggests that you know everything that is going on. The idea that we have the entire story is ludicrous. And this happens with every story that comes out about every subject. People jump in, oh, this person was right, this person was wrong. It's a good thing we have a judicial system. This is my major issue with cancel culture, is that we take a subset. We take what the media has reported of things, and let's face it, the media isn't always great. In fact, there was a study that came out recently, and it said, um, I believe the data point was 60% of Americans don't trust the media then why do we use the media as our springboard to make decisions on what other people should and should not do? The media is fallible. When we make these statements, criticizing someone for how they have performed or acted when professional athletes receive death threats. I don't know if you remember, what year was that? 96, 2000? There was a professional soccer player from Central South America. I may be getting some of these details wrong. Hopefully somebody in the chat can, can check me on this. There's a professional soccer player who I think it was in the Olympics, it may have been the World Cup, who kicked the ball in the wrong goal. He was murdered. He was murdered when he got back to his country. Over a game. Now, as martial artists, one of the things that we're supposedly very good at is evaluating situations, watching what are people doing, how are they doing it, and reacting appropriately, appropriately in real time. It is anything but appropriate to point to someone who is regarded as the best in the world. There is no question that she was the favorite in everything coming in. She is as dominant a gymnast as we've seen in quite a long time. 
but there's a person under there. There's a young woman under there. She has the pressure of an entire country and to a certain degree, the entire world on her at what, 22? How old is Simone Biles? Hey, Google, how old is Simone Biles? Simone Biles is 24 years old. 24. How many 24-year-olds do you know that you would put an entire nation's pressure on top of and not expect them to collapse? I know what I was doing at 24. I could barely keep myself together. Uh, Stacy did check me. It was a Colombian soccer player after the World Cup. There, we've had a lot of conversations on this show and broadly of recent talking about mental health, the importance of mental health. And the, the limited critical comments that I've seen, because I've tried not to see them. The people who post on social media that are, they get all bent out of shape about things, at least in my circles, are the same people. And I don't follow them anymore. I've just, I've hidden all their stuff. So I don't see it as much. But the people who are, are making these comments don't understand They don't understand. I guess I'll just leave it there. Empathy is important. And to look at someone, I, I, I would, I look at this situation completely differently. I'm, I am sad. I am frustrated for her because I can't imagine how difficult a decision this was. Not only because of the decision, but the knowledge that she was disappointing herself, her coaches, her teammates, her country. How many of you out there have ever done something that you knew you shouldn't because it was going to disappoint a person that you cared about? And then she's like, eh, you know, 300 something million people. Sorry. That wasn't an easy decision. And we need to stop acting like it was. Daniel says, can you imagine trying to do one of those flips, spins, et cetera, when your head is not 100% in the game? It sounds physically dangerous to me. It absolutely is. Many of us have done, attempted uh, jumping techniques in martial arts, spinning, jumping, spinning, et cetera. Think of your more dramatic flamboyant techniques. Are you able to pull those off when you're not at your best or close to? Now imagine that you're inverted and imagine that if you don't get it right, you may die. Take a look at the speed that she carries through on vault. Take a look at the height on floor routine. There are real consequences to getting this wrong. It's easy to pretend that there aren't because she's so good. Uh, there's a there's a quote floating around. What is it? It's something about um, mastery is is making the difficult look easy. Something like that. Perfect example. She's as masterful a gymnast as I could imagine. 
Those of you that don't know, I, I did recreational gymnastics as an adult and then coached a boys gymnastics rec program for a few years. Had a lot of fun, learned a lot. It's really hard. That stuff is really hard. If you've never been in a gymnastics gym, if you've never grabbed a pair of rings or worked on a horse or even tried vault, I never even did vault. Heck no. The, the best I got to was being able to do a standing backflip and a front flip on the spring floor. That was the farthest I was able to take it. So I, I'm, I don't usually tell people how to feel. And I don't think I'm doing that here. I think I'm speaking really strongly about my opinion. I think the people criticizing her are continued examples of people who are, who need to get their own house in order. But because that's difficult because there's nuance and gray area and detail in working on their own stuff. They tend towards a polarized subject and they put their energy into that because they think it somehow makes an impact, makes them feel better about themselves. And that is as close to bullying as it can be. Now, guess what? If you attack the people who feel that way, you're just as much of a bully. Now I'm not going to go on anybody's, social media and tear them apart for their opinion. I know how I feel. And if I had the opportunity to have a nuanced conversation with those people about this subject, I would take it. But social media has shown us that nuance is all but gone. The moment that you criticize someone, they turtle up, they get defensive and they will lash out like a wounded animal. How do you treat a wounded animal? You give them space. You leave them be because there's no reasoning with them. Hey, strange raccoon that got hit by a car and is in the corner of my shed. Let's cuddle. Let's talk. I will hand feed you. Those would be ridiculous things. And that's about as good an analogy as I can make. So don't be afraid to give those people some space. They, they need it. Okay. Ah. I didn't go off the handle the way I expected to. I kept it, I kept it, kept it clean, kept it tight. Thanks for watching. I hope you have a good day. Oh, it's Thursday. There's a show. <laughs> I was so wrapped up in this. What episode do we have today? What did Andrew and I do? Well, let me, it's, it's locked. Let me unlock it. So on today's episode, 627, pause, Andrew and I had the opportunity to, come on, will you let me edit this? It's not letting me edit this. Why won't you let me edit this? Why won't you let me love you? Come on, this button. There we go. Andrew and I had the opportunity to 
It is Thursday, right? Silly Julius. Boom. There we go. It was scheduled for tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I can't do two things at once. Andrew and I had the opportunity to talk to the host of Karate Cafe. And it was a lot of fun. And if you've checked out any of the episodes that we've done talking to other people who host podcasts, you know that the the caliber of conversation often steps up a notch. And that's what happened here. You know, and Andrew and I talked with Paul and Dan, and we talked about podcasts and all kinds of great stuff. So check it out. Enjoy it. Is that you making wheezy noises? There's a video version on YouTube. Audio version should be in your feed. You guys have been quiet today. Once, once I got rolling, you guys got quiet. So I don't know if that's because I did a really good job or a really bad job. But either way, I'd love your feedback. I always want your feedback. I want, I want to know what you think of what I say. Not because it's necessarily going to change what I say or think, but I like nuance. I like the details of the conversation. It's part of why I like going live because it gives me the opportunity to have somewhat of a conversation with all of you instead of just shouting into the ether. Well, thank you, Stacy. Stacy's being very kind. Hard to add to this. Great job. I appreciate it. And Daniel says it was a hard subject to chime in with. A good one, though. Thank you. So I hope you have a good day. I hope this episode of the of Martial Arts Radio inspires some thoughts, some conversation. And I want to underscore, we will probably always prioritize those with Martial Arts Podcasts coming on the show. Because I want people to know that we are, we're not in this for us. We're in this for us, the martial arts industry. Stacy says, I could only discuss my own mental health struggles. And that's really all we should do. Have a wonderful day. Train, do something, punch something. Hopefully not out of frustration. Uh, and I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Yay! Frank's going to drop us some jokes. Take care, everybody. Peace.